Good evening. And thank you for uh, watching tonight or whether you watch later tonight or if you listen to the podcast. And I would encourage you to do the podcast instead of the live video. That way you don't have to see the face, but you get to hear the word. So, um, again, I always want to say thank you for your watching in the evenings. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to come to you again tonight. It seems like life is hectic and busy. And so anytime that I can be on a few nights in a row, it's a blessing to me. But last night we started talking about Solomon. And this man that had wisdom was not perfect, but had wisdom. And he was able to use that wisdom to honor God. And in my life, as a father, as a husband, as a pastor, as a friend, I, I want to be able to not only apply wisdom to my life, but I want to be able to give godly advice, show people other than myself that there is wisdom from the Lord. Now, not that I have wisdom, but that the Lord's wisdom is available. And tonight I want to talk to you about things aren't always as rosy as they seem. You and I have probably, from time to time in our life, thought, maybe we didn't say it, maybe we've never admitted it, but man, if I had what they had, my life would be so much easier. Or if I had the parents that they had, I would have had no problems. Or if I was just, and you can fill in the blanks. Solomon was uh, the king's son. And as you know, he was God's man for the job. Second, first Kings chapter two, his brother Adonijah literally says, I know that the Lord has established him. But just because we think someone has been spoon-fed, or just because we think someone else's grass is greener than ours, doesn't always mean that is true. It doesn't mean that we don't understand the pain and the difficulties that people go through. Because here in 1 Kings chapter 1, the Bible says in verse 1, Now King David was old and stricken, and they covered him with clothes, but he had no heat. That means he is close to death. His body has lost a lot of the youth and vitality and the blood flow is not good and he is on death's doorsteps. And <clears throat> something happens. The King David had quite a few children, as you know this. But his oldest son, Amnon, and Absalom had experienced violent deaths that you can find in the book of 2 Samuel. But Chiliab apparently had died as a child. That's all we don't know for sure, but he is not in this equation. So Adonijah is the oldest living son of David. So he thinks, I'm the oldest, I should be entitled to the kingdom. And so he does what most people do when he sees David on his deathbed, when he sees there is a weakness, there is a, a void, he begins to fill it. And he Verse 5, he says, Then Adjani, the son of Haggith, exalted himself. Now, God didn't exalt him. He did. Saying, I will be king. 
and he prepared him chariots and horsemen and 50 men to run before him. So he says, I'm going to get everything in order that when my father dies, I'll be the king. I've got the army, I've got the military leaders, and I've got people going in front of me telling people, here comes the king. And it's interesting that right after this starts, listen to what the Bible says in verse 6. And his father had not displeased him at any time in saying, why hast thou done so? Because he was a very good looking man and his mother bore him after Absalom. So what this says is, is David, even though he was close to death, would have understood what Abijani was doing. He could have told his son, I'm not going to let you be king. Solomon's going to be king. He could have corrected him and said, you are being prideful. You are being arrogant. You are, you are stepping above your weight class. But he didn't. And now we don't know if that's because David still mourned over the loss of his older brother, Absalom. Or maybe like most parents, as we get older, and, uh, which I'm not old yet, but I'm um, getting older. But many times as parents and grandparents get older, uh, they get tired and the fight's just not there like it used to be. That's why grandparents are so much nicer to their grandkids than they are their kids. They're not worried about raising decent human beings. They're worried about spoiling the human beings that their kids are raising. But David is an old man with a grown son and his family has been torn apart. There has been murder. There has been inappropriate relationships. Uh, David's family has just, it's been a mess. So on his deathbed, he doesn't correct his son. And because of this, Solomon has a challenge to the throne. You say, well, he still ends up being king. Well, yes. And from the outside, it looks like, well, how could it get any worse? He is the most powerful family in the most powerful position in the country. But I'm guessing Solomon's probably thinking, man, my brother's going to take me out. He's going to eliminate my claim to the throne. He, he might banish me to the outer uh, limits of the kingdom or to another country altogether. We see this in human history that rivals to a throne were sometimes married off to other parts of the world. Sometimes they were murdered to eliminate the threat. And so, not only that, Abijani goes to Joab, the leader of King David's army. He goes to the priest, who is the religious leader of the nation, and gets them all on board. And he even begins to sacrifice, and he begins to, to look like he is the king. But something happened. God stirred up a man of God to take a stand. And friends, tonight I want you to know this. The Bible says in verse 10, But Nathan the prophet and Benaiah and the mighty men and Solomon his brother he called not. Those men were men of such character and integrity that Abijani knew that because Solomon was supposed to be king, they would never turn on him. You see, no matter what your circumstances are, whether you were spoon-fed like we look at Solomon or whether you were thinking you should be in a place of authority or whether you think that you're entitled to something, never forget that integrity is really all that matters. Whether you were born with no financial means, whether you were born into a broken home, 
whether you were born into a situation that was not fair or not right, that does not have to define you. Solomon was not defined by just who he was, born to, but he was defined by the character of the man that he was. He was defined by the character of the men who surrounded him. Because look what it says in verse 12. Now therefore come, let me pray thee, give thee counsel that you may save time and thine own life and the life of thy son Solomon. He goes to Solomon's mother and says, this is getting ugly. Things are going to get bad and I want to hear from God and know what to do. You see, we begin to see our the men that Solomon was surrounded by, the men who cared about him. And that is something vital. And so tonight, just because someone has a bigger home than you, or their parents have a bigger inheritance to leave them, or just because it seems like their life is all figured out, it doesn't always mean the grass is greener on the other side. We hear about Solomon, the great king, the man of great wisdom, but we don't realize that right here at the beginning, it's all being tried to stolen away from him. It's all in a moment where he could lose his life. It's all in a moment here where the people surrounded him have a choice. I ask you that today because even if you surround yourself with people who are more wealthy than you or come from a better family than you, are you there out of integrity or are you there to get something out of it? Are you there as a person of integrity or are you there to move up the social standing? Because Nathan and these other men could have said, well, man, Abijah and I, he's got the military, he's got the politics, he's got the priest. We might as well jump ship and support him. But they did what God wanted them to do. And so tonight, I really ask that you would pray for the people around you. Pray for those people who seem to have it all figured out because they've got struggles. They've got pain. They've got disappointment. They've got heartache. They're bearing burdens that you and I will never know, maybe, this side of heaven. And so tonight, be a person of integrity. Be a friend in the difficulties. And never judge a book by its cover. And so, as always tonight, I want to thank you for watching. And as we begin to look through the life of Solomon, you and I will see that even though he was privileged, even though he was blessed, there were still people in his life who stood with him, stood by him, and God used it in a mighty way. And so tonight, you might have it all figured out on the outside. You might be able to fake it till you make it, but God knows and God cares and God can work in your life. And so as always, thank you for joining me tonight. I pray that the Lord will bless you. And I look forward to Lord willing, if we're not all blown away by some bad weather tomorrow, of uh, being with you tomorrow again. And so God bless you.